Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hope. My name is Tammy Lynn Connors. This is my YouTube channel and podcast, Helping Other People Evolve. Today, I have my new friend, Charles, on here. Hi, Charles. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you. So, you know, I always like to share with people how I meet, you know, people that are on my podcast because people are like, how could you know that many people? Well, I do know a lot of people, but God has a way of putting people in my life. Now, everybody that follows me knows that I'm a believer and I know that God has done so much for me. And, you know, I tell people, whatever your faith is, whatever your belief is, the universe, whatever you believe is what you believe. But I know that it's God. And I've been following Charles. I've been following you for a while on Instagram. I don't even know how long ago, you know, and, and what happened, Charles, is I happened to see a couple of your posts and I was like, wow, this is a positive, encouraging, uplifting person. So I'm going to follow him. So I just want to say that your content is always really good. It's very uplifting and very powerful. And so I'm blessed to know you. I um, always tell people, you know, that once they're on my podcast, you're my friend forever. You're stuck with me, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Usually I don't have too many complaints about that. So that's a nice thing. So how's the weather in South Carolina you're in? South Carolina. Yeah. How's the weather down there? It's great today if you can get past the pollen. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's really nice spring light weather, but it's just once you go outside, you come back in, you got all this yellow stuff on you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's probably a lot of that right now, too, with it being springtime. So it's a um, lot. I'm up in Ohio and we have the most bipolar weather I've ever seen <laughs> in my life up here. Like 60 one day, 20 the next, snow one day sunshine and breezy the next. So it's been, it's been an interesting winter. But for anyways, for those of you that don't know what hope is, let me share a little bit what my mission and vision with hope is. My mission and vision with hope is just to help people know that they don't struggle alone in their struggles. I feel like so many people are at home, laying in bed, sitting on the couch, just feeling like they're all alone in whatever struggle they're going through. And unfortunately, people go through struggles, right? But fortunately, like Charles, and myself, we can get to a point where we get through those struggles and we're living a better, happier life through that. And I just hope that maybe you'll hear Charles' story today and you'll get up and take a deep breath and walk outside and say, if Charles got through his things and he's still going, I can get through mine. So, Charles, I know that a couple of your things are um, you struggled with addiction and some some weight weight problems throughout your life. So if maybe we can just kind of go back to like, where Charles grew up, who Charles' family, and things like that, and you know when your addiction started, basically. Okay, well, um, growing up, um, my family, everybody's like it's real tight knit. We like to get together, and that's kind of like where my drinking like actually started. You know, everybody in my family pretty much drinks, and so like at a young age, I was like probably I don't know maybe four or five, and just seeing adults drink, and I would go up to them ask for sips and. Started out just getting sips of, of beer from the older adults in the family. And from there, it was like I got to the point to where I was sneaking it on my own. You know, we have like cookouts and stuff. And that's when I first just realized that hmm, I liked it. You know, it was like I liked the feeling because I'm a, I'm a fairly quiet person. Um, I just I stayed to myself a lot. But when I started drinking, it was like, oh, I was like very outgoing. And so it was like easy for people to tell something, something going on. You know, that's how that's how I end up getting caught all the time with drinking because I would just turn into a different person. I would be more outgoing. I'd be laughing, giggling. And so um, but I just liked it. So I kind of like I kind of developed dependence, you know, just on that feeling 
from that, you know, at, at a young age, I don't think I was addicted to it, but I just like to have that like confidence. I wasn't like the shy person that I, I always been. And so it was just like from there, I went to, like when start going to high school and they would have events like, you know, just like dance, or whatever, or football games. And I'll try to find ways to get alcohol so I can go out there so I could be that different person when, you know, I'm away, you know, seeing people from school. Right. And from that, it's just it just kept growing, you know, just like I never really learned how to be social without it, you know, since like early on and um, from high school. And then like when I got, you know, I got graduated from high school and started working, I was doing the same thing. I would go out, hang out and I would have to have something to drink. But the drinking got heavier. It was like the same amount that I was drinking back in high school didn't do anything. And so it was just like I would drink so much till it would carry over to the next day. And also during that time, um, I didn't realize it, but it was like, even though I was getting that happy high when I would drink, it was like it was kind of carrying over to like the next day I would feel low. Mm-hmm. So that would lead to me, okay, instead of me waiting until I go out again to drink, I'm drinking, you know, early in the day just so I can feel, you know, just to get up, you know, with my day. Wow. And it just continued. And then with that came other issues when I started day drinking and stuff. Started having issues with work. I would drink all night, wouldn't show up to work. And eventually, you know, it, it, it led to me losing a job. I was working at the post office for 13 years. Mm. And I lost, lost my job because I wasn't going to work. I would miss one day and turn one day into like a week. Because just mm. I would feel so much anxiety after I would miss the day. And so I would just stay home for the whole week, just drinking. And then finally something happened. Maybe I'll get courage to go back. But eventually, you know, they got tired of it. Mm-hmm. Let me go. Let me go. Thank God I got my job back now. But oh, it was a long time that I went, you know, from, you know, losing my job there that I didn't have a job. And it, it was it was a struggle for those years. And I was still, you know, still partying, drinking, um, numerous DUI arrests. Um, and just, you know, it it, 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 it like took a big toll on my relationships. Like I have two kids and um the mother of my kids, she she couldn't deal with it no more. I mean, I would go through points to where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stop drinking. Last for about three months. It's like always three months is like always the magic number for me. I don't know why I couldn't never get past that like 90 day point, but yeah. I would stop. I would do good, but it was just like I would never get in my mind that, you know, that I can't drink or that I had a real drinking problem. Mm-hmm. It was more of like me thinking, how can I drink safely? How can I um, drink without getting a DUI arrest or how can I like drink and then still get up and go to work in the morning? Right. It was just like, I just, I just didn't want to separate the the drinking part. I just like, okay, I didn't find a way. And I did that for so many years of just trying to do controlled drinking and it, it would work for a while, but it always, it would just be that time where I drink too much, get right. in a car accident. Like I would do Uber and I would do good with Uber. Then sometimes I would get so drunk. I would do Uber, come home, and then leave and go back out again. Like, how crazy is that? But oh, yeah. It's just like once, like once I start drinking, it's just I have no sense of, you know, right. of me being safe for myself right. or anybody else. Yeah. It's like, I, I just want to do what I want to do. So, yeah. and that's a problem in itself. Other people can drink and... <laughs> Right. They they know they know. Okay, I had enough. You know, let me go home. Right. But no, me. 
I don't want the night to end. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject here for a minute. I want to go back a little bit because when you were talking about your family and drinking, you know, and that so my family was the same way, right? It was an Irish Catholic family that that's all they did was drink, you know, and the same thing. Like I was grabbing beers for them when I was a little kid, and you know, and taking sips here and there and stuff like that. And as like you said, you know, you get out of your shell and all of that, but that was like normal, right? That was just what we thought was normal. I mean, to me, drinking and playing poker and family fights and everything in my family was, that was normal. Like, so as I got into my teenage years and was drinking and things, it was still just normal to me, you know? And I think that that's where we come into play after our sobriety, that we have to change that that dimension and that that circle of our family to be like, no, this is not normal. It's not what no. we're supposed to do all the time, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, another thing that you said. Oh, let me think here for a minute about the whole work thing. You know, what a blessing it is that you were able to get your job back. You know, but but to think about you know, getting up in the morning and being so hungover and so sick that you're just like, nah, I'm not going to go to work today. I'm just gonna drink again to feel better right yeah and it's crazy how that insanity comes to us like what what are we thinking <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's crazy looking back it's like i would never do that it's like but i did <laughs> right 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 so so you lost your job how long ago was that that you had lost it um i lost my job i lost it like i think it was 20 it was around 2013 2012 Okay. And I didn't get it back until um, it was like almost six years later. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So another thing that you said, that's what I wanted to say is um, when you were talking about, you know, that you would stay sober for like 30 days, 90 days, like 90 days was it like I can make it. Did you just in the thought process, did you think, well, look, I quit for 89 days. I'm not really an alcoholic. I can quit if I want to. Did you ever think that way? Yeah, I did. I, I felt like that. And then it was another thing was like, I didn't drink like every day. It was like, usually okay. I would do like the, the binges. Mm-hmm. I'll go like a weekend. I'll drink all weekend. And then a lot of times during the week, I would be fine. I'll go Monday through Friday without drinking. Friday night starts again. So it was just like so many things. Like I was like gathering evidence to show that I didn't have a problem so that I could go back to drinking. Mm. It was just, but I think, you know, most people shouldn't have to worry about trying to come up with all these reasons why they, right. you know, don't have right. a problem. You know, they they don't yeah. have issues with it like that. So that was that was a sign right there. Right, right. And when you said that, too, I do talk. I'm glad you mentioned that about the binge drinking, because I will talk to a lot of people and they'll be like, even sticking up for their spouse or their their siblings or parents or whatever. They're like, yeah, but they don't drink every day. They're not. And they, they just want to binge for three or four days. And then three days later, they're not shaking and wanting the alcohol. They're not an alcoholic. And I'm like, but but you're not looking at the bigger picture of it. They just binged for three or four days. That's not normal. That is not a normal <laughs> thing, you know. And the people yeah. use that as an excuse a lot, too. You know, that oh, yeah. like, well, they don't drink every day. Well, that doesn't mean they're not an alcoholic, you know. And and I give kudos to the people that can just go have a drink and then relax and chill. You know, I, I could never do that. I work at the casino now, Charles. And sometimes when I will go pick up drinks at a table or something, um, 
that somebody left when they were playing, I'll pick it up and I'll be, there'll be like this much left in there. And I'm like, they're not an alcoholic because <laughs> I would have never left that sitting there like that. No. <laughs> no. But you know, so, so I like that you said that too, about the binge drinking, because people don't, don't realize that that can be, you know, alcoholism too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's awesome. So you got your job back and then you were still drinking that at that time though? When I first got my job back, I was I was still drinking. I was still still playing with the um doing the control drinking. And I was I was doing okay with it. It was like I was I was managing, but I noticed I was still, which I hadn't really touched on, still experiencing like depression, anxiety. Mm. I was still experiencing those things, but I was just, you know, working through with it, you know, trying to, you know, just ignoring it. But um I finally got to a point to where it was like, it was getting to like, I was drinking so much after work some nights. It was like, I would stay up all night drinking. I would buy a bunch of beer, drink it all night, get up in time to go to work. Cause I was working, um, I was working evenings then. So it was like, I could sleep during the day and then go to work. But it's just like, I noticed that my drinking was like, it was becoming to where I was drinking more, like, like almost daily. And it wasn't just the binge drinking. It was like, I was drinking almost every night. I would stop long enough to go to work. And then as soon as I get from work, I was going to the store. And I just, I don't know, I started looking at myself. I just like, I was looking bad. It's like my health I had gained a lot of weight. Um, I was high blood pressure. Like I, said, I was feeling depression. I was, or I was feeling anxiety when I would go to work and wasn't drinking. Just feeling real anxious and nervous. And it just finally came to a point to where I was just like, oh, I got to do something. It's just like, I felt mm-hmm. terrible on the inside. And I was like, outside where I was looking, you know, I was, I was portraying that I was, I was, you know, healthy, happy, but I was terrible and I wasn't doing anything. I was just, my day would consist of going to work. And then when I get off from work, I would drink all night. And then I would just kind of like lay around in the house all day. If I didn't have anything like specific that I had to do, I would just stay at home in bed and then get up in time to go to work. And this finally hit me one day. I need, you know, I need to do something about it because it's not doing anything for me anymore. It was just like the alcohol was just something that would carry me over till I go back to work the next day. And I just finally, I told, I told a friend, and she was like, well, you know, you need to, you know, you need to talk to your mom. Cause my mom was a nurse and she, my mom, well, she's retired now, but she was a psych nurse. So she worked in a lot of places okay. dealing with, you know, addiction and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so went to, um, went to a place to get detox and didn't look back and made it past the 90 days. And it was just like, I was really nervous because this thing, like, I always ended up going to like detox or something like I always ended up going like in the, um, probably like around this time, like February, you know, I just had my own, yeah. had my own, my anniversary. And it was like, when the spring hit, it was just like, that's when I would usually like realize it'd be like going to when everybody's you no know, back outside and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was ner- that first year was really nervous, but it was like on top of it, it was the COVID year. So <laughs> it was oh, a little yeah. different. It, it helped. It, it, it helped in a way because I didn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. It kind of helped me get through that point where I didn't really have anything to go. It was hard because I didn't have like, I couldn't go to like, as soon as I started, like the meetings were shut down. Right. So that took away something that I was like looking forward to. It, the meetings really gave me a lot to do. Like every day I'll find somewhere to go. Sure. But it was, it was, you know, it, it helped and it hurt. So, but I made it past this, that summer. And once I got past that summer, it was like, okay, you know, I started developing healthy habits the exercise and everything that really came into play mm-hmm. like the gym closed, but I learned how to work out on my own. And I really got into just the, um, like learning a lot about it. So I 
I went to um I took I went to school to get um personal fitness um personal training nice. um certification and just started helping people. That's when I first started on Instagram was just I couldn't really do much service work when you know during COVID time, but just posting and helping people online that helped out a lot. I felt like I was doing service work that way. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Especially the service work. I think that that's so important. I talk about that a lot just in general. Like we were put on this planet Earth to serve, really. That's what, and we all have a purpose and a gift, and it's figuring out what that purpose and gift is. You know, I I listen to Steve Harvey a lot. He's like, your gift might be uh, frying chicken or it might be cutting lawns, you know, but you do have a gift and a purpose. So, and I, like I said, that's how I came across you is just seeing somehow you popped up probably because I work out too. So, you know, how they, they put all that together. So probably seeing that part of it. Cause I don't even think when I first started following you, I knew that you were sober. I think I saw that after a little while, but you know, it's, um, something else she's, Oh, I know mental health. Can we talk a little bit about mental health right now? Yes, yes. Because I really, 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 I have a passion for mental health. And I'm not, I'd be lying if I didn't say I have a passion for men's mental health for some reason. And I think it's because I have a son. So my son's 33. But I feel like that's why I have more of that. Because I feel like men have been told for so many years, um, you know, you don't talk about it, keep it to yourself, stop crying, you're going to be okay, man up, all the things that I'm sure you hear. And I have yeah. heard too, a lot in your culture, it is more prevalent that you do not talk about it, that mental health is something that you keep keep low on the down low, right? And I yeah. do love people are stepping up more and talking about their mental health. So when you talked about your, a little bit like the, the depression, and of course, alcohol is a depressant too, but did you do anything to help with that part of it, with your depression? Yes, I actually, um, and I did, um, even when I was went back to my job, um, I started looking up the resources as far as like, um, they had EAP okay. and I started going, I started going through counseling through 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 them because um yes because I knew a lot of it was it was it was I knew it might have been some chemical and then alcohol too but I knew it was just a lot of the way I was thinking too mm-hmm. you know a lot of times just not having not not I feeling like I wasn't where I was supposed to be but then I wasn't doing anything about it so that had a lot to do with my mental health and just feeling depressed I just felt felt hopeless because it felt like I felt like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. I just felt like I was living below what I was put on the earth to do. Right. But once I started going to counseling and just started building up that gratitude and then started, you know, just start pushing towards like things that I wanted to do. And then I started helping other people. That was like big to like boost your mental. When you've got goals to help other people, it's just like you start, you stop thinking about yourself and you, yeah. once you start helping other people, it's just amazing how quick your, your mood will change. I mean, some days I wake up and I'm like down and I'm like, Ooh, I got a job to go to. I'm like, you know, it's exciting because I remember how much, you know, how bad I felt when I didn't have a job. Right. And so it's just a lot of it, just like the way you think about things, Mm. because I was I was taking antidepressants for a while and it it didn't do anything. It was like it it was like one big thing was I was drinking, too. And but it was just, you know, it was a lot to do with my thinking. Also, it's just the way I I looked at things. So, yes. And then I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. And it was just like I just learned, you know, really learned how to express myself by going to therapy and just talking. Because before, yes, being a man, you don't really talk about it. You know, you don't 
I have people that I like, I got nurses in my family and all those, like all the work in mental health, but never even talked to them about it. They never brought up stuff to people in the family about it. It was just like totally separate, you know? Mm, yeah. And it's crazy. You're right in the same household, the right same family, but still don't talk about it. Right. Right. And that's so crazy to me just because I, and just from learning too. Right. And I, when you said you were on antidepressants and you were drinking too, now when they prescribed you, this is just my own thing here, people just so nobody gets like, Ugh. but when they prescribed <laughs> that, did they tell you like, you need to go to counseling too? Um, yes, yes, yes. Well, that's good yeah. because a lot of times they don't. And I've, I've seen this a lot. Like I have a few friends that they're like, I'm like, you're still so like, what is going on? They're like, well, my doctor put me on antidepressants. We're trying our third kind. And I'm like, well, are you seeing a counselor or anything? Oh, no, no. And I'm like, well, the the pill's not going to cure you. You need to get in there and find out what is making you feel this way. And that's so important. And I'm glad that you said that they did have you do that because a lot of times they definitely don't. So, yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they will, they'll go to their, their, their personal doctor and the doctor will be like, okay put you on pills but I had went through um, a psychiatrist so and he would send me to therapists okay. also because oh, yeah. he was like you got, he's like you got to work on both ends of mm-hmm. it it's so important and for people to hear that you know working on both ends and when you said about the gratitude I'm a big gratitude person like I talk about that all the time um my friend and I we were just talking yesterday because she was having a few bad days but she was like you know she's like then I woke up and I was like okay you have a house you have your kids, you have your parents, you have a car to drive. I mean, there are so many things that people we take for granted instead yeah. of looking and being like grateful for it. Like, oh, I got to stop and put gas in my car. Oh, I get to stop and put gas in my car. I have a car exactly. to put gas in, you know, turning those <laughs> things around and the gratitude of it. And I'm sure through your journey that I can almost positively guarantee you've gotten a message from somebody that said, hey, thank you. Your post today made me feel better today or your conversation yeah. or something yes and those those I, i've i've really sometimes i'm just surprised at the stuff that people say because i'm like shocked i'm like wow like i didn't think that much because sometimes it'd be like some of the posts i don't even put a lot of thought into it it's just something random but people be like oh wow you just don't know how that touched me today and i was like oh yeah. wow you know and yeah. so it, it's gotten to the point to where i'm like at first i was like kind of inconsistent with stuff I was posting. It's like, now it's like, I make a point, I have something ready for the morning mm-hmm. and kind of even do a theme or something, you know, with the day. But um, yeah, those those messages, they they really like, like expire me to like, just do more with it. Yes. Because as you notice, like when I first started, I was more, more fitness, I think. Mm-hmm. When I first started posting, it, w- it was more fitness. And it was like, that's, you know, I, I'm really into the fitness, but it's like it's so much fitness stuff anyway. I'm like, <laughs> right. I mean, I don't, I don't think people need another video of a, of a new workout. You know, right. I think, I think you know, it's you know, I can do a few workouts videos, but it just, I think I just have more to share as far as like you know the mental aspects, just inspiring people, you know, just motivating. A lot of times I'll, I'll just go through and I'll look at other people's posts and I'm like, oh, I can make a reel out of that, you know, do a video, wow. and it's just you know, other people inspire me to do something. That's, yeah, you know, it just it just carries over. I, I really like the community, you know, that they they have on Instagram as far as just like seeing the same people and seeing the posts that they come up with, and right. it is like it'll make me think of something totally different. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah it, it means a lot. On it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that's what's so cool. And and so I I don't know if you know who Trent Shelton is at all. If you've ever followed him, 
I don't know. I have to look. Anyway, he's up. a motivational speaker and things like that. But he, his one thing, one of the things that he said years ago that has stuck with me is my your transfer your transparency will lead to someone else's transformation. And when I heard that, that was when I became more transparent with who I really am and who I what I went through to become who I am. Because I feel like people will look and be like, oh yeah, he's sober three years, he works out, he's you know doing this. And they forget, Like, but we went through these battles to get to where we're at. And if we share those and know that, hey, we're still standing today and we were able to get through those battles, that's when you're gonna get that message from somebody too that's like, wow, what you posted today really hit home with me today. And like you said, sometimes it's like, I just posted something. I can't remember what it was. It was just something like random and it was, it was short. And, and the one girl messaged me, she's like, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that today. And I was like, I knew someone needed to hear it. What, and if it was just that one person, you know, and that's, that's, that's that service that we do, you know? Yes. Yeah. So then you, when did you start like your weight loss journey then? Was that when you got sober? I started when I got sober, I stayed in the, um, I was in the detox for about about seven days, and it was like as soon as I got out, it was like I needed to do some things differently. I, um, first, my first got out, I went. I was I was like extremely like just craving sugar and stuff because mm. you know how alcohol is. It's just oh, yeah. it's, you know the carbs and anything. So I was like eating, and then it's like I got to do better than that. I said because I'm gonna blow up, you know, even more. So it was like I just um started going to the gym and I just like changed my diet. Like I did it right away. It's like maybe like first three days. It's like, okay, it's time to do something different with that. And I, I, I found myself, I did so much better, you know, because I had always liked going to the gym, but I would go to the gym. It was so inconsistently. It was like just a random day here, a random day there. But it was like, once I got sober, it's like, it became a routine. It was like, I was going at the same time every day. And then once everything shut down with COVID, right. I, got me a little area in the backyard and I just started working out every morning, same, same time, same place, you know? Um, and it just, it, it was just, that was like another thing that like, I was like grateful for to be able to do that. And it gave me goals to like look forward to. And that just like boosted my mood up a lot too, just having those goals. And then just hitting little small goals every day. is like, okay, I'm losing a little bit of weight, starting to see, you know, a little definition and stuff. And that was just so much, that was really motivating and it just kept me going. And now it's just like second nature is like, that's part of my day is like, I'm going to the gym either when I get off from work or before work. Right. I don't even put, put a lot of thought into it. That's like, that's just, I know it's going to be part of my day no matter what. Right. right. Yeah. So um, I want to say, I want to give you kudos first and foremost, because quitting drinking right before COVID, um, And then going into COVID and having to be like, okay, now I can't go to meetings anymore. Okay, now I can't go to the gym anymore, which is giving me peace of mind and helping me. But instead of, which a lot of people would do, being like, forget it, I'm throwing in the towel, this isn't the year to do this because of all the things going on. And I know that through COVID, a lot of people became alcoholics and addicts through that part of, you know, the depression and all of that. So to give you kudos for like going, no, I'm ready to change my life. I do not want to live like that anymore. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I talk about this a lot, Charles, because I am not a victim person. I feel like I'm victorious and that's the way that it is. And so many people sit back, play victim and make excuses. And you are a true 
hero that does not do that, just so you know, because you easily could have, right? And I tell people all the time, we make the choice every day. You know, once you get through that detox, now you're, you're, you don't need that substance anymore. Once you get through that part of it, right? Not maybe not seven days, maybe a month later or whatever, but Mm -hmm. you don't need that anymore. You're not physically anymore. Now it's all up here. And if you don't work on this up here, then you're probably not going to get through it. And if you lay and play victim all the time, you're probably not going to get through it either, you know, but, but you made that choice to change your life. And I just think that's awesome, you know, and you didn't make any excuses for it. So you were definitely ready, right? Yeah, Yeah. it was, it was time. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, no matter what's going on the outside, it's like, okay, there's always a way. And, you know, thank God for all the different technologies now, you know, that's when I discovered discovered zoom zoom really blew up there mm, yeah. and i would go to work and just like listen to meetings while i was at work i couldn't you know i couldn't participate because it's so loud in the building but right. i would just listen and that became you know came the new normal just the way i would go to meetings then yeah but yeah, it, it's always a way out. i do i do i do occasionally i don't go as much like as i was because i had before covid i had a monday meeting that i was to like religiously mm-hmm. and then it closed and so then I started going to different Zoom meetings. And now I'm more, more with the Zoom meetings. I like to listen to them yeah. at work. Because at work, I wear headphones. And oh, so okay. if I'm not listening to music or audio book, I have a meeting on. And and, and this is the community. Where you start hearing the same people on there, see the same faces a lot, too. Yeah. So it, it's it's very similar to, like, going to the meetings. But right. occasionally I will I will pop up in the meeting just to see some of the people. It's like yeah. a re- reunion. Yeah. Yeah. And you just it's celebrated good. three years, you said, correct? Just three years. Yes. It was, it was, it was February 19th. February 19th. And I tell, I love that, you know, your date. So, and I know a lot of people in recovery do, but I, when I have somebody getting sober new, I always tell them first and foremost, don't you ever forget why you quit. And don't you ever forget how sick you were that day that you quit. Like in my head, I know on March 8th, the day before I quit, how sick I was. Well, actually, I know how sick I was March 9th when I did quit. But, you know, I will never forget even before that, like, and this is what I I mean, the, the yellow bile I was vomiting, the shakes that I had, you know, just all the things that I had, the sunken cheeks and everything. I'll never forget how I feel, felt. I even now still, if I get sick, which doesn't happen very often, but if I vomit, I get in panic mode. Like, no, 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 no. I cannot go back to that, even though I know yeah. I have strength. But it just is that fear, you know. So I tell people that. And I'm always like, don't ever forget your sobriety date. Don't forget no. that day that you changed your life. Because that's a celebration for you, you know. And I think it's so important because some people I'll be like, so when did you get sober? And they'll be like, oh, and I'm like, and I hate to be like this, but usually I'm like, they're not going to stay sober. And 98% of the time they don't because it wasn't that important to them. It wasn't. yeah, Right. Right. It wasn't just wasn't their time. Not that I don't think that everybody can get sober, but you know, I don't think that it was their time. So, so yeah. So how much weight did you lose then after you, you know, got done with with drinking and then started working out and stuff like that? It was like 30 pounds, about yeah. 30 pounds. Um, and it was it was it was definitely like a transformation because at first it was like I was losing the weight and then I just started seeing like muscle come on. It was just like it was exciting. So it was like yeah. that was just more motivation to keep going. That's and it was awesome. like I did it. I it, I did it so quickly. It was like about five or six months. And a, and a big part of it was just I dropped the alcohol and I changed my diet. It's like I did so much, you know, 
in a short period of time to, um, to just change my, you know, change the way my, my whole life had changed. Right. Right. And that's what it comes to, you know, at the end of the day is, are we willing to make the changes to make it better for ourselves? And something that you said too, you listen to Zooms on your, you know, your, your headphones, you listen to music and also audibles books, right? Yes. Because, yes. you know, I tell people all the time, what we feed our brain is what's going to come out, right? And if you're constantly feeding, then I, somebody just said to me the other day something about the news. And I'm like, yeah, they said, oh, it was, it's been all over the news. And I'm like, well, I don't really watch the news. And they were like, they got like <laughs> angry at me. They're like, you have to watch the news. And I'm like, no, I don't. It's all negative. <laughs> I just don't like it. And they're yeah. like, you need to know what's going on in the world. And I'm like, I'm not naive to what's going on in the world. I just don't fill my brain with negativity. You know, my mind is getting filled with anything positive I can. You know, if I hear of something negative that's going on, I will just drop and say a prayer right then. And then I have to let it go because otherwise, you know, what we fill our mind with is what's going to exuberate out of us, you know? So what kind of audibles do you listen to? Um, I like to listen to like, like thrillers, um, mysteries, um, yeah. I listen to self-help. Um, it's a wide range. Um, yeah. but I do like I like James Patterson, like the um the mystery thrillers, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Lot, like detective series and stuff like that. That's awesome. Those are my favorites. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. So um I appreciate you getting on here with me. You know, I I I think I met, it's been a little while ago since I messaged you, but I'm a consistent person, so I'll keep messaging somebody <laughs> like, hey, okay. I think you. and I always say that you know the time to share your story is the time that we share your story. You know, sometimes it's you know not meant to be. You know, a couple months ago or whenever it was. So, is there anything that you'd like to like you know relate to anybody? Just to you know let them maybe know that they're not struggling alone and they can get through anything because you're definitely a proof that you can definitely get through anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I hope everybody knows that they, you know, if they don't know, it is a lot of help out there. Um, I mean, especially like right now, you can go online, you can just type in anything and and it's, it's a lot of free help. So you don't have to like suffer alone. Um, the main thing is just to, just to talk to someone, let someone know. And I think that was the biggest thing like that led to me like staying sober this time was just me recovering out loud instead of like, just doing it and not really telling people. I used to go out and people would be like, oh, why are you not drinking? And I'd be like, oh, I'm on medication. Or I'm just, mm-hmm. oh, I'll say, you know, I'm on a fitness journey. I wouldn't, I would never be honest to why, you know. And I think once I started putting it out there and letting people know that, hey, I I, I am um, I'm an alcoholic, I'm gonna stop drinking, that people came, you know, they were like, oh, okay, I understand, you know, you know, yeah. they would back off a lot quicker, you know, and it just like it kind of put 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 more pressure on me. Because like, okay, now they know. So if they see me in the store coming out with a beer, you know, just like when right. you're on a diet, when you let somebody know you're on a diet, you know, people are gonna people are gonna offer free advice. They're gonna, oh, you eating that? You know, so it was kind of like that, just putting that pressure on myself. Sure. Once I start putting it out there on social media, everybody knew. So it's like I can't let them down. Right. And I think that that really carried me through like the early days, you know, when you when you are, you know, kind of gritting and bearing through it. So it's just I think it's, it's good to open up and let people know if you do feel like you have a problem just to just to get it started. It's like once you get it started, then you're like a ball to keep rolling. But mm-hmm. if you like kind of keep it, keep it to yourself, it's, it's, it's easy to go back, you know, when she when you keep it inside of yourself. Right. And I want to say about what you said about recovering out loud. 
you know, there's more people now that finally are doing that. You know, if I don't know if you're on TikTok or not, but there is a huge recovery on TikTok, man. It is like blowing up. And it's so cool to see people recovering out loud and supporting each other, you know, and the, and yeah. you get the people on there too, that why do you talk about your sobriety all the time? Well, why wouldn't I? Because it might help yeah. one person. And something I think I've noticed too, that you do actually, I have noticed is that you do let people know just because you're sober doesn't mean that you don't have fun and live life still. Oh yeah. Um, some people people are like, well, I can't get sober because I won't be able to have any fun anymore. And if you follow me at all, you know, that I'm always out there. I'm dancing and you know just loving life because i want yeah. people to know no you still can have fun you probably have more i always tell my friends i have more fun now and i remember everything i did now so that's the big part <laughs> yeah yeah so so that's it like you're still living life and loving life and enjoying life you know before yeah. you had to have a drink in order to be out there and be charles you know just to to fit in or however you felt you know with that mask yeah. on you and now you can just be out there and be Charles without having that mask on, you know? So people, I tell people too, you know what you're going to get with me. If I go out with you and we go out dancing or something, you know, I'm not going to turn into a drunken fool that's falling all (laughs) over the place or something, right? You know that I'm just going to be me, you know? And I think that's important too. So yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you getting on here. Um, like I said, you're stuck with me forever now. It's a friend. And um, <laughs> I am. Um, I hope, Thanks. you know, I always tell people too, I love to come back and re-interview, you know, after six months, a year or something, just see where you're at in life and what's going on. And real quick, I didn't ask, how old are your daughters? Um, my daughter, I actually have a daughter and son. Oh, daughter my and daughter, son. So um, they two kids. Yes, my daughter, she's um 20 and my son, he's um 16. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Those are good ages, right? They're past that little 13 year old. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, okay, now they're, they're, they're going off on their own. My son, he's, um, my daughter, she's in school and then my son, he wants to go into the Navy. So, awesome. you know, so yeah. Good, good. All right. Well, I appreciate you getting on here, Charles. Everybody, thank you so much for getting on Hope. I hope that maybe Charles' story will be the one that you hear that gets you out of bed today. Maybe you are dealing with alcoholism or addiction of some sort. And maybe his story will be like, yes, Charles did this. I can do this too. You know, that's my only hope for all of you to know that you do not struggle alone, that there is help out there everywhere. Like Charles said, man, there is free help everywhere nowadays. So just, you know, reach out to someone, whether it's me, whether it's Charles, whether it's somebody else that you know that whatever it is you're struggling with grief or anything, and just know that you're not alone and we're here to help. And I hope everybody has an amazing day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hope. Thank you.